We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale, closing out our first week back from the elongated vacation that I took. It's been great to be here at Blue Wire Studios in the Wind Resort all week, chopping it up. Two pro wrestling shows. One was just not enough to catch up on two weeks worth of content. But that means today it is boxing and MMA together in one show. We're actually going to start off with MMA because it's the bigger news. Like in boxing, a guy got punched in the nuts. Maybe. Yeah. And so we'll recap that, talk about everything coming up in the boxing world, some of the stuff that we missed. But in MMA, we had UFC 292 that we previewed. Damn. But we have to recap it's been that it. Long, huh? Yes, we have not recapped it and talked about that. Also, we have Holloway versus Korean Zombie to talk about as well. So two fight cards in the UFC. And I guess we can touch on the main event coming up this weekend, which is Cyril Gunn. I'm more interested in the co-main event. But on for row and Roseanne and Unions Ro- in their strawway debut. Yeah, flyweight debut. I'm, I'm sorry, up. flyweight debut. Yep. Yes, moving up to it. And that, that's the better fight. Farad is good, but Rose is Rose. I mean, Farad if, is, she ain't lost since her first fight. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. That, that division, sneaky deep. Yeah, that's the so. fight. Like the Cyril Gaon fight, yeah, it's cool because it's Paris or whatever, but Farad also from Paris. So yeah, they, they handled this card well. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I can't. Can't wait to catch up on everything, though. And we're going to start MMA. But because pro wrestling was pro wrestling, it was deep. And we had Bray Wyatt's passing. And had to talk about a ton of AEW content. WWE has a pay-per-view this weekend. We really didn't, like, catch up on our two weeks. Did you do nothing? No, I what didn't. What you doing two weeks? Nothing. Also, I, I missed nothing. Not like, me? Nothing. I don't do anything. <laughs> You're just at home chilling. Just being dad. I'm being a dad. Uh, <laughs> Waking up at 5 a.m.? No, woke up at 1 a.m. the other night. My son woke up at 1, and he decided not to go back to sleep until 4, which means I'm already up. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. He decides to get it back up at 5. When does he sleep? He doesn't. He sleeps in like <laughs> two-hour increments, and he picks them. Like, I can't pick them. I can't go to sleep in the middle of work, right? Yeah. I can't go to sleep in the middle of the podcast. He can sleep whenever he wants. He just chooses not to sleep when I'm awake. So I've been playing a lot of uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda, and Final Fantasy sixteen. And it will be the show. I bought Madden, but I can't play it till the season starts because that's just not how I work. I need my 53. I need my You're rosters. Good now. Like it's, it's solidified. No, the, the, I started my franchise today. I can't. I got to wait till the rosters are settled. They're not updated until uh, the season kickoff. I just got updated rosters not, today. No, I need my starters. I have Isaiah Simmons. No, I'm Boogie Basham. I, I need be- the depth charts will be updated. Okay. Yeah. No, I had to change some people's numbers because yeah. that's like. Nah, so I, and I'm still playing baseball, so I'm okay. waiting. I'm waiting with yeah. Madden. It's football season. But yo, my yeah, poor Yankees. I, I, yeah, my poor White Sox. Yeah, it's all bad. Jeff Passan had the nerve to say it's the most disappointing team he's seen this de- decade, and I was like, "You motherfucker, you're <laughs> right." I was about to say he might not understand. He's that. not. He's not wrong. My White Sox are terrible. My Yankees haven't won since 2009, so we're up there. Yeah, but at least, at least, I mean, y'all having a bad season. It's not worse than ours. We just fired everybody. Fan preseason. Chris Getz is now our GM or our VP of uh, operations. Preseason, they're like, is this the best 
starting well, yeah, rotation in baseball. We're not even number close. one. Not even close. Half these motherfuckers ain't playing. It's bad. Baseball's so, bad. Yeah, Football, it's all bad. Looking forward to. My Niners, looking forward to the season. Yeah, you guys are going to win some. We're definitely going to win yeah. some. I, I like you all except week three. Oh, yeah, the Giants? Yes. That's right. And we have to play each other. We got to beat y'all ass. Yeah, that might be right for a bet. It's been a while. I don't know, man. As long as if I both start are, recouping these broadcasts. <laughs> I ain't betting you on that one. I have to see what my Niners look like. Oh, I, look at you. Hey, man, I make smart bets. I don't Trust just. Trust and Purdy. Got to do a blind bet. I don't do blind bets. That's your <laughs> job. <laughs> you you do that. So the, so yeah, I haven't I have I didn't do anything. I played video games. Like I, I just have to say this: Zelda Tears of the Kingdom might is like I thought. Breath of the Wild is incredible. Like this shit is incredible. Like I wake up when my son wakes up and I put him back to sleep and I try to get an hour or two in. It's like I don't want to stop playing this game because I just want to build shit. Now. I was about to say you're just building shit, building weapons. Yeah, I found like a. I found all kinds of shit. So I'm like trying to build robots. I never use guides when I play video games. So I like to figure the shit out myself, but you have to use a guide for this game because there's so much shit to find. It's, I'm like, I can never find this thing or I don't know how to build this robot. And somebody built a page on how to build like every single crazy ass robot. I was like, I'll spend like an hour just trying to build shit. <laughs> Won't make any progress in the game whatsoever. I'm just over here building shit. I'm like, all right, why is he going backwards? All right, let me turn this thing. It's, one of the greatest games ever. so complicated. <laughs> it is. It, in the game, I just, I don't know when it ends and I don't want it to end. But I have like a stockpile. So you're no of, rush. But my, my, dude, WrestleQuest just came out. The, uh, it's basically like a Final Fantasy for wrestling. So it's an RPG wrestling game and it has like Macho Man in it, Jake the Snake's in it, Jeff Jarrett's in it. I cop that. I haven't played it yet. So I have Tunnel Vision. Gotta finish Zelda first. WrestleQuest. I think we, uh, we know, make our WrestleQuest. Say what? The maker of WrestleQuest is from here. Is he? Yeah, the owner of Nerdbar. No. I'm pretty sure of it. I know Mega Rand's in the game. Yep. Uh, the owner of the Nerdbar. Well, where I we had our it? live show. I have no clue. That's awful. For me to just say, just because I know you should give me shit for free, that's an awful state of mind, but it's kind of how it lives. WrestleQuest. Yep, 100%. When you guys did Bust It Open, uh-huh. the live show yeah. from Nerdbar, I was chilling with him. I was like, yo, what up? And he was like, hey, I got this game coming out. And I've licensed like these many people to do what it. What the hell? And that's like RVD is in the game, I think. Um, yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's why RVD is like here this week and all this stuff. And then he was like, yeah, like we're getting the game together. And he's like, yeah, it's my game. It's his game. Why didn't you tell me this before? You're on stage. You're I thought tra- you knew. <laughs> <laughs> You're a traitor. 100% thought you knew. I, I mean, it's wrestling game. and video games. Yeah. Why? I didn't know he did this. Yeah, he was explaining it to me, but I didn't like understand it was yeah, RPG. It's, it's a straight up role playing game. You, you're the muchacho man. and you. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Like I copped it and I was like, yeah. once I start playing, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. But, no, that's yeah. his game. Oh, we got to go over there and talk to him. Yeah, I have to go to the nerd bar now. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Yeah, and, uh, okay, so you were doing nothing. I was on vacation. I went, it was a quick vacation. I went to Jamaica and then went from Jamaica to Philly. And Philly is cool. And now I know like some places to go during Mania weekend. Um, I didn't have a cheesesteak. What? So, How do you go to Philly and not have a cheesesteak? I went to Philly with a local person from Philly. And like, I guess I don't um, fuck with cheesesteaks like that. Yeah, it's like coming to Vegas to the local person's like, I don't want to go on a strip. Yeah, I get it. like I... I didn't want to be that guy. I would have been that guy. So I was like, all right, cool. So I had like a, something from bakery and they took me to a good restaurant. To me and Elena went there. So it was cool. Like that, that was dope. Went to, it was in, I was in Fishtown. Like it's like the hipster part. Like, so sure. it, yeah, it's like going downtown Vegas. So I was like, all right, cool. So I was in uh, Fishtown and did that for a day and then went to Connecticut, which was the company retreat. Super dope all the time. Uh, that shit was wild this year. I'm glad it gives me like every now and then like working remote is like cool because we work remote, but then you, you don't realize how crazy shit would be if you didn't. Yeah. Getting us all in one environment, like our entire social team and the wildness, that like the drama and this. I can only And imagine. I was like, yo, I'm glad I work remote. Like, I like all of y'all. And I don't want to be in the trauma, but like y'all, some of y'all don't fuck with the other people and all this. So everybody had to be in one spot, but it was cool. I took everyone out again. Like last year, I took everyone out um, and had a ball. Last year's bill was ridiculous. I did this year. It's in our budget. It's a little different, Uh, but I still took everyone out and that was fun. Went out to two bars. So I hit the lobby bar. There's like one bar that stays open until two went there, paid for everybody's pool, took over the jukebox, had drinks. So that was good. I did one day 
I was like, oh shit, I'm really 35 now. Getting old. I, there's no more three days while and I played golf on like the third. I was in the company basketball game. My team did not. Yeah. Yeah, that was damn shame. And then, yeah, the, the last day of the summer, I played golf like in Connecticut. My golf game's getting way better. Just played golf again on Tuesday, going on Friday. Yeah, I'm at that point of life. I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to work on my handicap. Like, Welcome. Just, Welcome to this side. That's it. We got to get you on the course. Yeah. The boss plays golf. I know. He's been harassing me for years. And Let's I used to, it. it's, it's too early. Everyone plays golf. I, yeah, it's too early. I, somebody going to watch these kids? Ain't nobody, I ain't taking Maxwell outside. No, you don't got to take him outside. I get it. We can yeah. get a tea time where it's like, no, when it's, you're free. He's got to turn day. two. Like once that boy turns two, then he can go to my mom's house. Okay. Until then, I'm stuck with this motherfucker. That's fair. I just called my son a motherfucker. I mean, as long as you don't have another one. I'm not, no, no. Just because, like, no, Kennedy, no. like, hit that ranger, like, yay. And then it was like, oh, we're pregnant again. Well, no, it was Kennedy hit that, and it was like, hey, pandemic. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Ruined everything. As soon as I wanted to go outside, get, like, the pandemic happened. And then, yeah, we had a pandemic baby. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm on the other side of it, and I'm like, why did I do this? I love my son. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but fuck. Gotta restart. Mm. Gotta restart. Could hit the restart button. It's bad. It's like the old school. It's the equivalent of getting all the way to the last level in Super Nintendo and the system shutting off. But the worst part is, like, the system shuts off and you turn it back on. You think it's the same game. And now it's a completely different game. Yep. Go. Like, I was like, oh, I know how to do this. And I had a boy. And my boy, Dwayne, always says, he's like, girls and boys are different. I was like, nah. 100%. Not my kids. Boys are easier. Not, not in the beginning. My son thinks he's evil Knievel. He tries to kill himself oh, every that's day. That's true. Little boys are weird. He headbutts everybody and everything. Yeah. He bites people. I'll bite him back. He yells. <laughs> that's all he does is yell because he, he can't talk. He just yells and he has a high pitched voice, so it's even worse. He whines. He's totally different from my daughter. He's an asshole. Yeah, no, that's true. Girls are easier early, tougher late. No more kids. If you guys need, if anybody's out there is thinking about having kids and listening to this podcast, I will talk you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my job it's that's the worst like it I love my son but oh my god nah, I came back I hung out with the grandbaby grandbaby didn't cry at all he chilled you can give her, him back put her to sleep that's the best part yeah I can't give him back you know yeah. how much I want to give my son she, back she is two months and I'm just like oh he chilled I put her to sleep I'm walking around a crib and playing video games with her mom and then she needed a diaper change See? handed her right back over they changed the diaper handed her right back to me do 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 play and then as soon as I put her like in the little car seat when they were leaving and she woke up. Good luck to you guys. She yep. slept the entire time here. Trash. <laughs> Trash. Oh, I'm on the other side of things. E, Biggie, he was, you guys text me right after I posted a picture. He was like, you really are the oldest young man. I've, I've been saying it for all the time. I tell him all the time. I was like, Kel's the oldest young man I know. And he's like, no, he's not. How? <laughs> he's like he and you know he saw that you were a granddad like he texted me he's like you're right and I was like I told <laughs> he you right. he was like you are the oldest I'm <laughs> I'm nowhere near having grandkids yeah nah grand grandkid one chilling it's just so much easier too so yeah now nah, I get to spoil kids it's not mine give them back yeah you're make, yeah make them like super brats and you're, yeah you're that fucking uncle that comes over and is giving my kid candy while her teeth are rotting out of her face hundred percent yeah. Yeah. You're that kid. You're that guy. Everyone's kids, like Mad Max, Ash, all, all y'all kids might get drum sets this year. I will kill Fuck you. It. I'm giving everybody's kids I drum will, sets. This will be a one man podcast moving <laughs> yeah. forward because one of us gotta go. <laughs> we can't coexist after that. You bring can my they kid. Coexist? Yeah, can they coexist? <laughs> nope. Not tonight. This <laughs> old drum set. I'm going to jail. Like stepbrothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Andy, don't put your nuts on my don't drum set, though. <laughs> don't do that. All the kids are getting drum sets. Yeah, I just do asshole shit now because I don't have to go through it anymore. Oh, I'm that guy. So, no, nah, in the midst of doing all this and traveling, I was able to watch some MMA. And I was able to watch. I, I didn't watch in Philly. So I must have gotten to Bristol at this point and then watched the UFC pay-per-view. UFC 292 from Boston. It was that Saturday when I was off. I didn't have to work. And I was like, cool. It's one of the first times I could sit down as a fan and watch. And I already knew the, how the main event played out because I was in Philly. And for the first time ever, 
at ESPN, we were able to show a finish. Well, the UFC it was like, we're just going to show the whole finish. Right away. I never First seen, time ever. Never seen that. Never done it before. No. It, so, as everybody knows, Aljamain Sterling fucked around and found out. Still on the outside a little bit too long. Got popped. Went night-night. It uh, was not an early stop. No. Aljo was not even going to complain about it. Like, yeah. he, you know, he wants the benefit of the doubt, but he got caught. Like, he knew he got caught when he threw that right hand and he closed his eyes. He said, shit. shit. <laughs> Here it like, comes. He's overextended. Uh. But I want to start with this because everybody knows how the fight ended. We could talk about Sean O'Malley's success and what'll happen and him doing first take and yada, yada, yada. Dana White after the fight goes, there is no Dana White privilege. Yes. You have to earn your spot. I don't make these decisions. You guys do. You're a fucking liar. Because I'm part of the rankings committee. You don't fucking listen to us. You do what you want. Because Sean O'Malley got this title opportunity. What did he do? He lost to Marlon Vera. He beat. Allegedly. He lost. <laughs> he lies to everybody else. <laughs> he beat Paiva, who was not ranked. Uh, he had a no contest against Pedro Munoz. Really? Yes. See? Why was that a no contest? Eye poke. He was losing in the first round and there was an eye poke and Munoz couldn't continue. And my fight goes to a no contest. Instead of running a rematch, what did they do? Three months later, they booked him to do a fight with Peter Jan. Yep. That's not him earning his spot. Name another fighter who has gone one. Starch Thomas Almeida. Well, I mean, Thomas, but none of these and guys are ranked. Crossover. No, these guys are ranked. He fought Pedro Munoz, who was ranked, didn't beat him, had a no contest, and he lost to Marlon Vera. And you get the number one ranked bantamweight in the world? Yeah. That's arguably, yeah. That's, that's Dana White privilege. Because Bilal Muhammad has been kicking ass since 2019. He still ain't got a title shot. No. What about how long did it take for Tony Ferguson to get close to a title shot with yeah. all those wins? 13. Leon was at nine. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Sean is at one. One. And he got he beat Peter Jan and he got a title shot. He beat the guy who was the champion. But you have to be put in a position to succeed in order to earn your keep. So now, Alton, now you earn it. Well, yes, you, you MMA, you can't funk the you can't fake the funk in MMA. No. So even if well, you get rocketed, no. Because Connor fucked around and found out too. Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because who did he beat? Brimage. I mean, he beat at, a lot of good people early. At least he beat Dustin Poirier, right? And, and Max Holloway. And he didn't lose. No, he didn't. Sean O'Malley lost the fight. Yeah. Connor was tore his whole fucking knee against Max Holloway. But he, he won. Just, yeah, he managed to finish the fight. And then so that's that's the difference. Like, yo, I'm I'm just I'm baffled by this because I don't understand why Dana White is lying to us. Like we see you, motherfucker. Yeah, some people don't need the rankings, and that's okay. I don't know why he's lying about it. But some people don't. But it, Connor beat Dennis Seaver, right? And was like Aldo next, and it was like, all right, fuck it, Aldo next. And and that, just admit it. Just say that. Cool. And the, my biggest problem with his statement is because he he said I don't make the rankings you guys do, but it's like, but if you have a guy who we have ranked number one, and you put a guy that's not ranked towards the bottom half, I think O'Malley was fifteen at the time. He was low. He was close. 13. He was at his bottom. He was at the bottom of the top 15. And he beats the number one guy. Guess what? What do we look like not making him the number one guy? Yeah. Right? Like, that's just how these things work. We didn't choose it. You forced our hand. Yep. And, we, and we have to. But the bigger issue is he says, you can get away with that in boxing. Not here. What are you talking about? You're doing the same thing that happens in boxing. Yeah. 100%. Like, there's there's certain fighters getting opportunities. It's harder in boxing. Exactly. It's not as easy in boxing. At least you got to get to like six or seven. At least you got to have a sanctioning body rank Some, you, right? Something. Like, somebody has to rank you to get that title opportunity. Yeah, you got you to gotta get close. Like, I can't remember the last time I saw someone at like 11 get a it shot. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, Dillian White was... He won a title eliminator. Yeah. No, so it was the fight after that. It was Chisora. Well, Chisora, yeah. Chisora was like 10, and Fury wanted to give him a payday. Yeah, he gave him a payday, which, I mean, that was all ridiculous. But Dana's saying that it's worse in boxing. No, it's not. It's worse here, because you get to do whatever you want. 
You saw, and I know they breathed the biggest sigh of relief when he won that fight because they would look like assholes if O'Malley got mauled in that fight. But they cashed out. They put all their chips in on Sean O'Malley. And this is not anything against Sean O'Malley. I picked him for two years now to start out, Joe. I knew it. This is this is he did what he was supposed to do. No, like he'd be a fool to say no. I should fight a lower ranked guy. No, if you can give me the opportunity, I'm gonna take it. And then you execute it. Nothing against Sean O'Malley. I will never say anything disparaging about him as a fighter because he went out there and did what he was supposed to do. But for Dana White to make it seem like he doesn't play favorites is a fucking lie. That was tough. I mean, it's okay to play like just Bro- admit it. Brock didn't come in and work his way up the heavyweight no. ladder. It was Brock fucking Lesnar. He was like Brock. He fought Frank Mir. He fucking lost. Right. Yeah. Like. Like, you beat Keith Haring, fought Frank Mir, lost, got a rematch, won, and then it was like, all right, Randy Couture, boom. But there were no rankings at the time. Yeah, so at sure. least you can say that. There are there are actual rankings, and they do, he does what he wants to do. Yeah, but I mean, that's, Colby even if Co- it's not, Colby Colby Covington is getting his third title yeah. fight. Third. That's favorite. And ha- who's, a, who's, has he beat anybody in the top five? No. No. Third title fight. That's ridiculous. But like, there's also like, stuff that, which is okay because you're a promoter. The bottom line means something. Right. Like uh, Alex Pereira. You signed him specifically right. to beat one guy. And you, you gave him some tough tests, though, at least. So Not you really. fought like you gave him Sean eighth, Strickland. Yeah, he fought the eighth guy. <laughs> Who's getting a title fight? Then what the fuck? Sean Strickland. Yeah. Who's on a decent little win streak. But he was ranked like four. But he got murdered by Alex Pereira. He did. So, but you at least gave him number four. So yeah. you're like, yo, we give you number eight. Number four, yeah, straight to the title. Well, yeah, we knew. We know why you're here. Exactly. Holly Holm, same same thing with Ronda. Yeah, we know why we signed you. Let's cut the bullshit. Like, no, Mally's fast track, and that's okay. Because boxing, boxing is at least a little more honest and transparent. Right. Where there's like, we have mandatories. Yeah. So if you're ranked one or two, you're going to get a shot. You may not get it now, but you're gonna get it. You're going to get it. There's no Bilal Muhammad situation. <laughs> no Bilal like, Muhammad or Leon Edwards. No, it's, it's just, okay, we'll give the champion one person of his choosing, then a mandatory. Yeah. Then one or two per- people of his choosing, depending on how long it takes, and then a mandatory. And then if the USC operated like that, it would offer them a lot more transparency and a lot more leeway to make these super fights. Yeah, but Alto didn't get to pick his fight. They picked his fight. It was like, you're fighting O'Malley. Yeah. In three months. And, and Aljo being a company guy was like, sure, I'll do that. I think I can beat him. But it's not like he got to pick it. Um, if, he, if he had the opportunity to pick his fight, he wouldn't have been fighting in Boston. No, you at least got to pick the venue. He, would, he wouldn't have been fighting in a three-month turnaround. Like, he had no champion's leverage whatsoever. And Dana has the nerve to say there's no Dana White privilege. Stop lying. Like, every, people who have multiple kids... You have your favorites. You're never going to tell them, but you have your favorites and you're going to look at them and you're going to put that, like, if this kid is like a whiz kid is this, you're going to make sure you put all your energy into that person to succeed because you see what the potential he has. You're probably not going to tell the other kids unless you're an asshole parent. like, fuck you. These two, you suck. He's the best. (laughs) It's bad parenting. But the reality is, is that those are your kids and everybody has a favorite. These aren't his kids. These are fighters. Just say, I see money in that guy. He's going to make me a lot of money. So he's getting a title fight. Boo-hoo, fuck your rankings. Yeah. Like, wow, I just don't I understand why we say, say that. I mean, we all know it. Just say it, but just don't, don't say, say that Dana White privilege doesn't exist, because it does. Yeah, it's just a weird question to answer. Like, I don't know how he you're didn't, But to. the thing was, he wasn't asked that. He wasn't asked? He just brought it up. Because he, he... It had to be, because <laughs> he, he mentions Sean O'Malley succeeding and being potentially the biggest star in the UFC. And then he was like, and you guys said it was Dana White privilege. And he went out there and proved himself that it was like, it was him. Nobody asked him that. And again, they're two separate things because you can take a lot of people like for any reason, you want to throw Bo Nickel in the title picture, like say against Leon. Is that his, or is he up against? No, he might be. He's a middleweight. Yeah, yeah, okay. We throw him in there against Adesanya. Adesanya, which is fucking ridiculous. But, okay, sure. We throw him in there against Izzy, and we're just like, all right, he, he has a wrestler's chance. Yeah. Because if you just keep Izzy down, okay, maybe. And you can do this, uh, Izzy's fighting in two weeks, but say you did this December in Vegas, and for some reason Bo Nickel won. That does not justify you giving Bo Nickel that shot. No. Because it's completely undeserved. The, the result... 
doesn't justify <laughs> how you got there. Exactly. Like that's just talent level. Right. And you, you can't really pick how a fight goes. Cause if Aljo fought O'Malley again, he might sub him. He might too. Like you, you don't, it's just a complete crapshoot. Everyone has talent. So when you get in there, it's, you got a shot. I mean, let's also keep it a buck. Sean O'Malley winning this, this title. Yes. He's a tremendous star. Them showing the the entire knockout sequence on social yeah. media is not by accident. They know what they're doing with O'Malley. Yes. But, and that's the smartest thing. I wish we did it more. The Dana White privilege will extend itself further because the UFC is not picking Sean's next opponent. Sean's going to pick his next opponent. Yeah. He's going to fight Marlon Vera. I will say, and this is no inside baseball or anything. It's just my opinion. Um, I'm not sure if this... Sean getting there is Dana White privilege. Yes. It's not going to grow. Mm-mm. I would say it might go the opposite direction because the only thing that scares Dana White at all is creating another Conor McGregor. Oh, 100%. And Sean already is like, you're doing stuff that's unprecedented for me. And he's tallying everything. Yep. And immediately in that post fight, he's like, yeah, I might fight this guy. I might fight this guy. Or I might fight Javante Davis. Yeah, it's like, what? And it's what? just like, fuck, here we go again. So he's calling who he's going to fight. And then maybe he just sits and doesn't. And then we got to work again with Showtime. Not that it was bad, but to possibly, we talk to boxing shit. And it's like, I don't want another con. You got to stop that. But you can't stop it now because, and this is one thing. I'm not sure if Dana was telling truth or lying. Um, no one tells the truth in combat sports. So it's probably somewhere in the middle. But he mentioned, they were like, oh, you guys have never done this at the UFC. And he was like, well, that was an ESPN call. He was like, it was an ESPN call to share this and all this. Whatever. I don't know. UFC posted way before. But <laughs> um, he said it was a call. I don't, I'm not privileged to the higher up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if a higher up calls him and was like, yo, this kid is a fucking good. We need star power show this fucking kid like we're, we're showing this everywhere then Dana might just say okay but we're gonna show it first and then but we'll rock with it who knows but if that is the case the leverage is greater for O'Malley than it ever was for Connor because Connor played the Fertitas against Dana the entire way yeah but those are two people and Dana is one of three so like Dana held a, a greater group of power if Dana's telling the truth in any form or fashion, or there's a shred of truth to it. And O'Malley decides to play ESPN against Dana. Dana's fucked. Yeah, he's screwed. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just like, they're like, this kid usurps you because yeah. he's the star now. Yeah. You, you are not what you were. You are a figurehead now. Yep. You, you are not the owner of this shit. Like the majority owner of, like, we'll just go above your head. They'll, they'll go to Ari. And be like, yo, Ari, this kid is, we're doing this. He wants to do this. We want to set up a fight with Javante Davis. On E Plus, Showtime, co branded, all this stuff. And Dana would be like, oh, well, you can't say shit. Now you can get that man killed too. So, so no, of course, you're <laughs> getting knocked the next weekend. But it's one of those things where for O'Malley, like, there's a different level of leverage if you hit that spot. So I think the Dana White privilege would get people there. Yeah. But O'Malley's a dangerous one to get there because he has more Connor in him than like getting a Colby bigger oh, yeah, or yeah. a Masvidal. Yeah. Masvidal still had wild allegiance to you. Um, a Bo Nickel will probably have allegiance to you. Yeah. O'Malley's a different type of dude. Like he's he's more Connor than anything. So you're just caught in a pickle. Yeah, it's it, scary. It's tough, but we'll see because the right thing to do is to have Sean O'Malley fight Marab. In December. That's yeah, the right Rob thing. Again. No. no, it's going to be Cheeto. Yeah. It's going to be Cheeto. Dana just shitted on Marab in a press conference. He did. <laughs> he shitted on Marab and Aljo together yeah, as a unit. fighting each yeah. other. He was like, oh, I know him. Anything he didn't want to fight for the title when he should have. That's like, yeah. crazy. He didn't want to fight his friend, but now his friend's not the champion. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. He just demolished Peter Young. Demolished him. It wasn't close. It like, wasn't like the no, O'Malley fight. Like he absolutely ransacked that man. He's the number one contender. Yes, Cheeto beat Pedro Munoz. And I know they set up that card a certain way because it opened with two people that fought O'Malley. Yep. I know what they were doing with the narrative, but I don't know how that's not Marab's fight. 
because Cheeto just lost the fight before that. Yep. But I know what they're doing. They're going to say, I, I'm very curious how they play it because Sean O'Malley acts like that fight didn't happen. So the promo pack is going to be weird. It's going to be like Dreamland. It's like, did I lose? I don't think I lost. He's going to say he did lose. Cheeto's going to say he did lose, and that's the whole promo. Like, but but it should be Marab. Like, there's an, undoubtedly it should be Marab Villasvili fighting Sean O'Malley in December, but it won't be. No, Sean is going to call his shots, but they got to be careful. The monster is growing. He's going to break the chains, ah, dump his chest, and then Javante's going to go, come on, and Javante's going to, dude. If Javante smoked Ryan Garcia with a body shot, he's going to punch a hole through Sean O'Malley. I mean, shout out Sean O'Malley, but. And that's the dangerous part, right? Because like Connor and Floyd were smart businessmen. Yeah. So you went into it. Floyd is like, I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> and Connor's like, okay, thank you. I'm going to try and see what we got. But Floyd just went in there. It was just fun and games. When you do these co-branded things with other people. They don't play ball. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Fury's going to play ball with Ngannou. Yeah. Like they were in the ring together. He brought Ngannou in yeah. after the Wembley fight. Like they know what this is. He's like, Fury's like, yo, you want to be this head? I'll get you a bigger paycheck. You go back to PFL. Now y'all got that Saudi dough because they just sent yeah, the Saudi yeah. money. He's like, you're about to be a made man. And he set him up for life and, and cool. Handshake, handshake. Javante's not in that period of his career. No. Neither is O'Malley. No, so you're going to say some wild shit. You're going to try to embarrass Javante. Javante's going to be like, yo, really? Is he really starting on me? And because Floyd laughed off all the wild shit Connor said. Well, yeah. But no, no, Javante's gonna take this to heart and nerf you. Well, I mean, it's like Takashi 69 going to the hoods of Baltimore. Like, you don't play that game. Like, Javante and Calvin Ford don't play that shit. No. They're they gonna try to kill Sean O'Malley. Yeah, they don't, they don't understand. Yeah, it's, it's like they're taking it as disrespect. And then the fact that Javante's like, you know, I haven't really seen him fight. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you have to what come on, man. He's going to destroy you. Anyway. Snuff about Sean O'Malley. Javante a midget. Like, come on, man. You can get beat up before the fight happens. Yeah, wow. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Co-main event there, Weili Zhang versus Amanda Lemos. I mean, it's Weili, man. She's she's a a bus. She yeah. just runs people over. Uh, the bromance with her and Colby, like her and Colby's like yeah, friendship, like it's hilarious to me. Yeah, I don't like. It. It's the most normal I've seen Colby act in a long time. Because again, the, the MAGA shit's a gimmick. Yeah, and it's a horrible gimmick, but it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Uh, this seems like the normal Colby, which is like, oh, it's funny interaction. Sure. Um, Ian Gary beats Neil Magny. Uh, Ian Gary is trying to be Connor, and the build to this fight was the cringe levels were through the roof after he said, I'll beat you like my child. And he was like, You put your hands on kids. I'm going to get. I was like, What are you? Come on, bro. <laughs> and then after the fight, he was like, You guys heard that, right? 
you never put your hands on a kid. It's like, bro, you don't have any fucking kids then, right? Because kids get popped. It happens. That don't mean you, that's not abuse. Rick, Ch- Rick Flair chop. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I hate, I hated how Ian Gary carried himself with that it fight. It was just weird. He kicked Neil Magny's ass, though, but they kicked yeah, him to hell. He's a guy who's going to be a player at Welter. Oh, absolutely. His striking, so, is, his striking is very, very good. Yeah. But he'll be, there's, why is there so many cringe people in MMA? Jesus. <laughs> Bro, it's not a sport for cool people. Nah, it's, it's, you're right. It's not. There's is nobody it, cool in MMA. Nah. Izzy? Izzy's a little weird, too. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a little weird. Yeah. He was like, they're emasculating men as I wear my nail polish. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Shut up. Yeah, he falls for a lot of dumb shit on the internet. He does. Like, that's, he lives on the internet, and then it's just like, some stuff is good, like his love of anime and like yeah, his video cool. game shit. And then he falls into deep other parts of the internet where he's just like watching bro videos and acting weird. Well, that's when I and go. And maybe saying like homophobic slurs. Yeah, it's like, that's when I go, you're black. Not African American. Yeah, there's a difference. In a lot of hard art. Yeah, it's like there's a difference. There's yeah. a difference, sir. I can see it. Oh my god, him versus Duplessis. That build is gonna be. I'm gonna hate it. Uh just hair on my arm standing up. And then we had last weekend's card: Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. Sent him into retirement. Yo, I <sighs> last lo- time we had the zombie entrance. Uh, yo, was, first of all, the entrance is so dope. Um, you know, I fucking love the cranberries and zombie, but. What I loved about this fight, everybody knew the zombie was going to get killed, yeah. right? We all knew the zombies were finally going to get beheaded in this fight. About, what was it, round two? Was it not going to round two or round three? Round two, not. Okay. Oh, no, it's uh, round three. Round, round three. three no. Round three starts, and he's like, I'm tired of this shit. Let's just end it. And he's like, come on. He just starts throwing hands. And I'm like, that's how you go out. Yep. He's like, fuck it. Like, what am I? I don't need no five-round decision. Either I'm going or he's going. And Max was like, cool, and knocked him out. And it's funny because he was always like, yeah, Max is, you know, you're a great striker. All this stuff. He has no power. Max has no power. No, and he Boy. walked into a one hitter quitter. Clunk. <laughs> Max just throwing on the inside of the punches. Sheesh. He just face planted. But yeah, putting the, the gloves down and he got the respect, the love. That was a great. The crowd was so on his side. The oh, crowd was pumped. Like it was. I understand people are like, oh, I don't like that they fought this early in the day, in the morning, and all well, this it's stuff. Singapore, like, yeah, it's going to be early in Singapore. Like the crowd just was all behind him. It was great. They're all singing the theme song. It yeah. was a great retirement. It was a great We've retirement. Seen a lot of retirements. Yeah, the Robbie Lawler retirement was great too. Like I didn't have a problem with this fight being early because it was Singapore. The problem that I had on this card was Aaron Blansfield fighting Talia Santos on like the third fight in the card, which was like at six a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, that was tough. Like you can put you keep putting Holly Holm in the main event of these goddamn fight nights. I'm not saying I want to see him fighting the Apex, but Blanchfield and Talia Santos is a that's a main or co-main event fight on a pay-per-view. Yeah. And they put him here. And not enough people saw it. I watched it and I was like, oh, Aaron's gonna have to work on her striking. Oh, it was close. Yeah, it was very close. It was not, not like, an easy decision. Aaron's a dog. Yeah. Right? Don't get me wrong. Aaron's an absolute dog. But if you can't get him to the ground. And it's like, as much as like that fight happens and you go, oh, the winner should be the number one contender for Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shevchenko. No, it might be the fight this weekend. Yeah. It may end up being the number one contender fight. No, 100%. Because you, you mentioned it's the fight you're looking forward to most. Hell yeah. And Farrell versus Nami Yunus. Dude. Doug Rose, moving up a weight, hasn't fought since that stinker against Carlos Suarez. He has the most baffling MMA career ever. Absolutely baffling. You beat Wally Zhang twice. You beat Joanna and Jacek twice. You can't beat Carlos Sparza? You 0-2 against Carlos, the Cookie Monster. So weird. It's, and then that fight was awful. And she was just like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. She, was like, oh, she, took, she took some time off. Now she's moving up. And now she's fighting for all. I mean, dude, she beat Jessica Andras when Andras was a beast. Now everybody beats Jessica. Yeah, after after Andra slammed her to hell, she came back and yeah. picked her apart. Now you're fighting Farrell, who's probably one of the most capable strikers that she, she could face. This should be a really good fight. Oh, yeah. But Rose has proven against other strikers, she's been better. Like, think about it. Her losses aren't to strikers. Her losses aren't to NNJ check. No, it's to wrestlers. It's to wrestlers. And man, Farrell is not a wrestler. No. And the one time she got dropped on her head, like someone was arrested. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, but Farrell is really good. So this should be the main event. It's not. I'm going to, I'm going to pick. Uh, going against Thug Rose. I hate going against Thug Rose. I got to. 
But I just don't know where her head's at. No one ever does. No, that's the problem. And because and of when that, you don't know where her head's at. That's what she puts together. Like, usually, the best performance. yeah, because we were like, oh, she's fighting Carlos Sparks. She's gonna kill her. And she's like, no, I'm not happy. No. And this fought a poor fight. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll go with Thug Rose. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to distance. It's only three rounds. It's only three rounds. But it's, they're gonna it be throwing hands. Yeah, because yeah. Froze got man. It I would, should be a five round fight. Yeah, it should be, but alas. And then Sirogan versus Spivak. Uh, give me Sergey. I don't know what Sarogon is. Dude, this is a battle of two different styles. Sergey's last three wins, all by submission. Yep. Sarogon got fucking mowed down and swallowed up by John Jones in two minutes. And showed he had zero ground game. Right. Which is horrific going into this fight. So if Sergey can just get inside and take him down, the fight's over. Gone. But, <laughs> but Sergey's not as good getting inside as somebody like John Jones. So Sarogon could take his head off before that happens. I don't think this fight lasts longer than a round. I'm going to say... Fuck it, I'm just going to pick Cyril Gaon because I don't think Spivak's going to be creative enough to find his way to get inside. And I know that Cyril Gaon does not want to get embarrassed in Paris. Shout out to Nick, Veterans Minimum. Uh, we're going for a subathon. Yeah, no, I know. I get Sergey it. subs him. Yeah, I wouldn't be Second surprised. Round. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and the people in Paris go home sad. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Let's switch gears to boxing real quick before we get out of here. Was it a low blow? We're talking about Daniel Dubois and Alexander Alexander Usyk. All right. So everyone who is the boxing heads of boxing heads says it was a low blow. I cannot go against them when saying it's low blow. And I do see that like the punch started low. You can kind of like see like the cup like jump up. So like where people pause the frame or the photos show it's where the punch like finally lands, right. which is a little higher, but it definitely goes from up yes. and the cup raises with the punch. So where it finishes is not where it started. It was a very sneaky, like optical illusion. So yes, he hit the man in the balls, but that is not to say that Alexander Usyk does not have a glaring hole in his game because Bitter BF in the Olympics drops him with a body shot or Olympic trials. Yeah. Um, drops him with a body shot. He plays that off. The ref doesn't count as a body shot. That was clean. Then Better BF in the Olympics drops him with a body shot. This one's to the side. Gets the count, still beats Bitter B. Then earlier in his career, Cruiser dropped with a body shot. Gets up, shakes that shit off, keeps fighting. Against Anthony Joshua. Joshua had immense success to the body, abandoned it in the first fight. And second fight, tried to do it again, hits Usyk in the nuts because he gets a little too low, and then abandons it because he doesn't want to get a point taken away. Now we see this. There has to be something 
of the positioning of these shorts that has to be regulated or changed. I know Usyk likes wearing them where they are, but no one just gets hit in the nuts this much. There's something to this. And he's not giving people a clear enough target of where they can hit. But trust, Tyson Fury's looking at it. Tyson Fury trolled him today. He pulled his shorts up to his nips. Even though Tyson wears his shorts high too. Super hot. <laughs> but he's, he pulls the shorts to the nips. And he's just like, he now greedy belly is what Usyk calls Fury. Now Fury's calling him soft belly. And it's Fury's going to tear him up on the inside. And I don't know if Usyk can handle it. There's, it's, it's something where there's something to this now. Like you have an Achilles heel. People have found your kryptonite. Good luck. Because they're going to tee off on you in the same very specific way. And to this point, I still haven't seen his power at heavyweight. It was a knockout. It was a knockout by a jab that I thought Dubois could have got up. People like, did he quit? I don't like saying boxers quit. But I think he was demoralized by not getting the win when he did. And he was just like, fuck it, I'm out. Like mentally checked. So two things. One, yes, the punch was low. Um, the issue is the referee, right? When you go into the locker rooms, you're talking to the, they, this is low. Your trunks are high. This I'll allow it here. He didn't do that. If you could look at the the when they're giving them their um their instructions before Face the fight, fight. Yeah. he doesn't say that. You have to make it very clear. Oh, belt line's fine. Punches here are okay. He didn't do that. Same ref from the AJ fight. Yeah, he didn't do that. And when you don't do that, it's, it's a blurred line now. Now, low blows in boxing happen all the time. Did Usyk milk it is the real question. 100%. Yes. Most fighters do. And if you ever see when somebody gets hit low or, or like close to low and they act like it's low and then the referee goes, nah, that wasn't low. Keep fighting. What do you do? Oh, shit. Take that shit right <laughs> Like, all right, let's fight. Like, Usyk milked it. And there's nothing wrong with milking it. He was on the ground for like two minutes. But again, referee's that fault. that shit was two inches higher, it's a wrap. Yeah. Fight over. Referee's fault. This is all the referee's fault. I don't like... Dubois crying about it. They're going to protest. You're not going to win. Um, they're not going to give you a rematch. Like, you'll get some eliminator consolation prize, yeah. right? No contest? Like, that doesn't give you yeah. a belt. But it's like, before and after that punch happened, you got your ass kicked. Yes, he did. <laughs> like, and yeah, you didn't quit, but you had enough, right? Like, Usyk was putting combinations together. He was beating you up. It was exactly how I said the fight was going to go mid to late round stoppage. Usyk, like, once he starts picking up the pace... These heavyweights can't keep up with them. They're too big. They're too like Dubois and Josh were very similar, muscular guys. You need oxygen for the the muscles to breathe, and Usyk doesn't because he's smaller and he can outwork you. And that's exactly what he does. He wears you down. This is the best thing that could have happened to Alexander Usyk. Here's why. Nobody talked about Alexander Usyk before this fight. Now everybody's talking about Alexander Usyk. Yeah, people know his name. I mean, Jake Paul's also at the fight randomly, helping him promote it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? It's the enemy um, of my the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right? Sure. Like, yeah. So he's like, fuck it, I hate the Furies. I'm but, going to support him. But the idea that one, people are debating this still, and it's almost a week later, is the most attention that Usyk's gotten in a long time. Because we all expected him to be Dubois, and that would have been that. And then we would have moved on. We would have hardcores would have complained about him not fighting Tyson Fury next and we would figure something else out. He's probably going to end up fighting Philip Hergovich. That's probably what's going to happen. Fucking ridiculous. But now... The Fury got to wait? Well, no, Fury's not going to wait. He's just not... I don't think he's going to try to fight him before. Now that Luke's is getting attention, now Fury's raising his eyebrows because, yeah, the body shot thing, yeah, there, there might be something there. It's always funny because when fighters are vulnerable... Sometimes the shit doesn't work. Sometimes you go, oh, I know what to do. And then that guy goes, no, you don't, and fucks you up. And then it's like, oh, well, I thought I knew what to do. But the vulnerability is what I think Fury is looking at as, oh, people are paying attention. There's money to be made now. Yep. There wasn't money to be made a, a few weeks ago. Beating Dubois would have done nothing for him. Now that this has happened, if that Saudi bag comes through again, Fury may take this fight now. If Fury doesn't, it'll be Hergovich versus Usyk. But, yes, there's something here about the body. It's just up to other fighters to execute. And who knows if they can. It, again, in a way, if this is what it takes for Usyk to get the Fury fight, more power to you. Like, yeah, then, it worked out. Yep. 
Because you beating Dubois would have been just like, so. And it's the best of both worlds. There's controversy, but he still gets the stoppage. Yep. He still gets the knockout highlight. And then, yeah, there's just more ammo. The fact that Fury's already mentioning him while exactly. he's preparing for another fight is a win. And then he dropped a diss, like a gypsy diss to Fury today. Just ride the momentum. Yep. You go to Riyadh and you sit there front row for Fury versus Ngannou. Increase the hype. Yeah. Buy into it. So yeah. I, I think there's, yeah, it's the stuff is in motion. Eddie Hearn is being an idiot. He's like, we're not going to take a step aside for Ergovich. Like, you know, he's going to fucking lose. Just, <laughs> You're going to take a step aside. Yeah. Like, just get the man paid. Nobody wants to see Philip Ergovich versus Los Angeles. No, get the man paid. Shut up. He's not going to win that fight. Yeah. Just wait his turn. And, but Eddie Hearn is Eddie Hearn and it's, he's steadfast for his fighters. No, you tell someone, shut up. You take the step aside. Then don't don't fuck up the bag. You take a step aside twice if you need to. If there's a rematch clause, like yo, cash out. Saudi's got it. They they definitely have it. Yeah, and don't fight anyone because you might lose. Like Hergovich, legit. Oh, Hergovich, he should have lost to Zeli Zhang, and he didn't. Yeah, like got controversial dub there, and this fight he didn't look great. And yeah, like nobody yeah. cares. About no, that. no. Hopefully, the sanction body is just smart and doesn't name him the man. Yeah, they're just like ah, don't know you. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Eddie will be asking, like, I ain't picking up for Eddie this yeah. week. Like, it's all right. Eddie will be okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I mean, outside of that, boxing, that was the biggest we, thing that we missed. We'll get next week, we'll talk about Charlo and Canelo. And now Terrence Crawford saying, hey, maybe I will go to 68. There's there's a lot of movement and shaking in boxing, but it could wait another week. He just week. wants the winner of that fight, I guess. That's, he just wants to make his. That's wild. And Delahoy is picking. <laughs> I mean, Del Hoya's messy ass sit his ass down somewhere. Oh, uh, you know, Del Hoya loves picking against Canelo. So that's perfect. So, yeah, plenty of stuff to talk about next week in boxing. We appreciate you all. I, I think next week um, we we have MMA, of course, the preview with the Izzy card and the pay per view. It's uh, a trash pay per view, by the way. I mean, it's, it's very like Australia. Is it? No, it's bad. So we'll talk about the pay per view. We have a card to recap the Paris card as well to recap next week. Boxing, we'll get to a ton of that stuff as well. But I feel like the week after is when we'll mix in our hip-hop show. So that'll be like really fun, our first like full hip-hop show. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's all coming together. We appreciate you all. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, Corner Podcast everywhere else. And you can search for us wherever you guys listen to podcasts every week. Leave us a star rating if you guys can as well. Yeah, little, we, I guess we're supposed to do that. Yeah, we never told review. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it like really helps the algo. So, uh, not that they did it before, but yeah, let's let's boost us up the algorithm a little bit. So, please do that if you can. Thank you to everyone here at Blue Iron Studios in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Enjoy your weekend. We're back next week with another three shows. I'm not going on vacation anytime soon, so we'll be here pumping out content. We appreciate you all. Until next time, we're out. Peace. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.